this year's Hummers Parade, not Mummers, the parody Hummers Parade Middletown was an enormous success. There had to be like 3,000 people on the street. Sully's Irish Pub, hundreds of folks there by the time, uh, oh gosh, even an hour before the parade, by, by noon, parade would kicked off at 1 o'clock. Jack Schreppler, Jensen Show contributor, longtime Delaware lawyer, is the Grand Marshal for Life. And uh, Jack, you look extraordinarily spry, dancing up and down the street. Good job. Hey, Rick, thank you for... Uh... Thank you for being there and for the kind words. I'm, I'm, I'm getting an echo here. Are you now? Sorry, I don't know what to do. Let me try this. Okay, now. Try it now. Okay, so uh, I want to thank everybody who turned out. It was the biggest parade in my memory, and it was just two or three years ago that we had the smallest parade in my memory. When my son observed, he said, Dad, we had a big crowd watching, but very few people marching just about three years ago, and my son said, Dad, everybody wanted to see the racist parade, but nobody wanted to be in the racist parade. <laughs> and now, now that you've mentioned that, please, you got to give me time to explain that to people who don't know, okay? Yeah, you take your time. Thanks, buddy. So uh, what year was it that this occurred? Well, I think the float that caused the controversy was 2019. Oh. And then so, so we had difficulty getting the permit for the 2020 parade, and it was a very small turnout. Gotcha. So 2019 then. Here's the deal. People will just put together a float or their march with signs or pictures, usually parodying something that occurred the previous year. And it's hilarious. You don't have to sign up. There's no rules. Nothing, uh, just, but if you're going to run around naked, you'll probably get arrested. But other than that, there's really no rules, and it's great. So, this guy and his family put together a float, and it was a, like, a truck towing a, a flatbed trailer. And on the flatbed trailer was uh, a couple of big dog cages, and inside the dog cages were members of his family, a kid, I think, and uh, maybe his wife or someone else like that. And the whole thing was uh, was Trump's immigration and kids in cages. Kids in cages, immigration. Well, that's what he was parodying. So you have all these groups that are not from Delaware, saw this, I guess, on, on Facebook or something, and they bust people in to protest and get angry and to demand that this parade be canceled forever and ever and ever. So they went in, and they got angry, and they yelled and everything, and Jack took his time, and, and Jack said, you know, we've had a 1,000 floats, and uh, how, how many have been racist? And they said, well, this one. Okay, good. Oh, and by the way, it wasn't racist because they were making fun of Trump. They were not making fun of Ill, any uh, illegal immigrants. They were mocking Trump, and so they had to get back into their buses with their heads hanging down I don't even know if they were really embarrassed, but they should have been because they didn't even stop to ask, so what's the concept here? And it was mocking Trump. That family has since, uh, I guess the guy got another job. They moved uh, to another state. And, uh, Jack, I think you're in, still in touch with those folks, aren't you? Uh, I am. I'm not going to say their name. They're very good people. They started a charity here in Delaware um, that 
provides group homes for young adults with multiple disabilities. Um, the, they can't walk, they're in wheelchairs, but they can live uh, family style. Uh, and I helped them uh, with that charity and my, my company uh, donated a property for one of those homes. So I'm very proud of that family. Um, they did not deserve to be vilified. The, the wife in the family had a coat on that was mocking Melania Trump with the words on the back that said, I don't care, do you? <laughs> yeah. um, and so these idiots, these, these ignorant buffoons uh, from mostly out of state had no clue as to what they were protesting. So in other words, they were supporting Trump. If you're protesting that, you're supporting Trump right in their face. They, they were people who troll the Internet and social media looking for reasons to be outraged and if you're looking for reasons to be outraged, you're not going to have trouble finding them. True enough. Now, this week, oh, my God, I'm telling you, there had to be like 3,000 people on the streets. You had so many floats uh, somewhere. One is a whole group of people that are angry and are mocking Matt Meyer because of this ordinance that would just instantly rezone something like 84 or 87 different properties. And they're saying, well, that's because it's all for Amazon, and he's selling out all these neighborhoods to Amazon. They're very angry about this. I've invited Matt Meyer to be on. You had people who were making fun of uh, Hunter Biden and other Biden scandals. You had people who were lamenting the loss of of, uh, Matt Perry on Friends, lamenting the loss of Jimmy Buffett. So they had these floats that were celebrating all these individuals. And I'm trying to think uh, there's a few other ones as well. But, Jack, you had, um, oh, yeah, I know, my gosh, uh, the Shriners were there with their little miniature go-karts and motorcycles. They turned out in force, didn't they? Yeah, and a, and a few years ago when we had a very small turnout, um, if it weren't for the Shriners, we would have had no parade at all. I thank those guys. Uh, I've hunted with one of them. Uh, two of them, and um, they come out in every year, but there was more of them this year than I've ever seen. Also, the rock and roll band was really jamming. Did you see them? Dog Boy, I think is what they call themselves. Yeah, they look like a bunch of young guys. They have a band called, I think, Dog Boy. I got a video of it. I posted it on Twitter, X. You look for The Jensen Show on X, and you'll see uh, a short little video of them playing they were freezing their fingers off, and I think it's the second time or the third time that they put together this thing to uh, to promote the band. So I put on Twitter, I'm sorry, I put on X uh, for weddings, birthdays, and the occasional bris, dog boy. I, I also want to thank the Volunteer Hose Company. That's the local fire company. They had those antique fire trucks in the parade that were absolutely beautiful. That giant hook and ladder with the open cab. What a beautiful truck. So you had a, a spectacular parade. Please tell me that you're going to continue to be the Grand Marshal for Life of the Hummers Parade in Milltown and that we'll have one next year? Well, we definitely will have a parade next year, but I did put in the newspaper um, that I'm looking for a successor, and I was approached by a beautiful young lady. She's a real estate uh, agent. Um, I know her name, but I don't have her permission to tell you her name on the air, but she said she was interested in being my successor. So um, if everything works out, I may be turning over to the baton to her right at the four corners of Middletown in front of Sully's. And um, I will continue to be in the parade. 
but I'm getting older now, and I'm having trouble marching. My brother had to be there with a golf cart to help me part of the way. And it's time for me to hand over the baton after 52 or three years. For many of those years, you were rolling around in rollerblades. Is she going to have to wear rollerblades for as long as she can? Um, I leave that to her. I don't think I don't think whoever takes over, and I'm hoping she does, um, because she's much better looking than me. Um, and uh, she probably will draw some big crowds. Um, she came up to me at Sully's, and uh, she doesn't have to do everything the way I did it. I told her that I would be a mentor and I would still participate in the parade, but I may be leading from the rear instead of the front. You know, it is the Hummer's Parade. No rules. No rules. Just go have fun. Don't break laws that are on the books and enjoy. There were lots of children. I love to uh, crisscross from one curb to the other, and I get the low fives from the little kids sitting on the on the curb, babies in strollers, uh, grandparents. It was just a fabulous day. And I, again, thank everybody who participated. I want to thank the Middletown police for their professionalism in, um, in traffic control. Um, it was a great day. I also want to make a comment um, about um, uh, these states trying to keep Trump off the ballot. May I do that? Yeah. I mean, that's I, that's why you're a Jensen Show contributor. Sure. Well, here's the irony. Uh, Trump gave a speech complaining that the election was stolen from him. And these states, Colorado, Maine, some others, are trying to steal the election from the American people. Isn't that ironic? I appreciate that. And that actually is irony, not a coincidence. Um. So I'm a historian. I wrote my senior thesis about the political history of Delaware during the Civil War. I know a little bit about the 14th Amendment. I think it was ratified in 1868. And uh, Robert E. Lee uh, graduated from West Point, uh, took an oath as an officer in the United States Army, and later led the Confederate Army up the Shenandoah Valley into Pennsylvania and fought um, the Battle of Gettysburg for Jan July 1, 2, and 3, 1863. That's what the framers of the 14th Amendment had in mind when they used the word insurrection and rebellion. Compare that to Trump just giving a speech on the Washington Mall. And also, uh, I don't think Chuck Schumer should be banned from the ballot, even though he gave a speech outside the Supreme Court inciting violence and a guy showed up with a gun and um rope uh zip ties at yeah. justice kavanaugh's house yep right yep and, and i don't think joe biden should be banned from the ballot even though he has enriched himself and his family with money from communist china and ukraine and he allowed a chinese spy balloon to traverse our entire continent for five days but that was wrong it was incompetent but it was not insurrection and rebellion. He should not be removed from the ballot, and neither should Donald Trump. By the way, uh, that's another float, or you know, kind of a float. There was a guy dressed up as a Chinese balloon. Very uh, politically incorrect, very inappropriate, funny as all get out. It was really quite good. I, I enjoyed it. I don't know how he inflated that, but he, he did have a giant 
balloon costume on, and he it did. was funny. So, uh, also, uh, I want to get your take also on this case in Virginia. It went to the Virginia Supreme Court, and the Virginia State Supreme Court is backing a teacher who was fired because this re- this teacher refused to use a transgender student's pronouns. Now, to me, it just seems a matter of be be polite and be nice. But I understand people who have an objection to that. And uh, th- it was a lower court that said, uh, oh, no, 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 you, you've got no, uh, no standing. And the Supreme Court said, oh, yeah, you have standing. What's your take on that? So it's a fascinating case. It was decided primarily under the, the Virginia state constitution. And uh, that's where religious freedom started, was in the colony of Virginia. Um, in fact, their constitution is much more robust on free speech and religion than the United States uh, uh, Second uh, First Amendment. Um, and that teacher was a very polite person. He was a French high school teacher. And there was a, a the student was a biological female, I believe, li- living as a, a, a male. And um, this teacher was very religious. He declined to use a feminine pronoun. In fact, he never used pronouns in the <clears throat> in the class. He referred to everybody by their first name, oh. and he used he used um, the male first name that this student chose. And I... actually, he went he went out of his way. Everybody in the French class would choose a French first name. Oh, okay. And this this biological student uh, changed their gender identity and changed their French first name. And the teacher told everybody in the class, you all have to choose new names because he didn't want this student to be singled out or ridiculed. Um, He did everything except use the required politically correct pronoun. That's where we are with education. Calling for the genocide of Jews is protected speech. But using the wrong pronoun got him fired, and he couldn't get another job for five years. I don't know if that case will end up in the United States Supreme Court, but if it does, it'll be either six to three or maybe nine to nothing. Um, well, well, as, as I understand, though, um, the Virginia Supreme Court uh, reinstated the lawsuit. So is that going to be at the state Supreme Court level now? Well, I think it has to go back to the trial court. Um and we'll see what happens. Yes, because the trial court dismissed the case without allowing the teacher to put on any evidence. Mm. Um, so, yes, it'll go back to the trial court and uh, we'll see what happens. Um, but I think the roadmap is there. Um, if the trial court rules against the teacher, um, the Supreme Court of Virginia will reverse them again. This is interesting because. It's such a uh, unique case in which the teacher said, okay, you're going to pick up French name. I, like when I took Spanish when I was in school, we had Spanish names. Okay. Um, and the teacher allowed this transgender to change her name to a male name and then said everybody should change the name because otherwise uh, it would be unfair and we didn't want to. In other words, the teacher said that they didn't want the student to be ridiculed for changing the name, so everybody changed the name. 
I, I thought the teacher was heroic. And here's what ended up getting him fired. Uh, for reasons that were not explained, um, they were doing something in the French class with these uh, virtual goggles. I don't know why you have virtual goggles in a French class. But the, the student involved, the, 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 uh, he, I'll use okay. his chosen pronoun, he, was, he had these goggles on and was about to walk into the wall. And the teacher blurted out, don't let him hit the wall. And that's what got him fired. He just blurted it out. It wasn't intended to be demeaning. Um, when you're under stress, you don't really have time to think about the preferred pronoun. Fair enough. Yeah, I uh, I saw um, the teacher's name is Peter, and I'm seeing this now from uh, a uh, one of his attorneys. Peter wasn't fired for something he said. He was fired for something he couldn't say. The Virginia Supreme Court rightly agreed that this case against the school board for violating his rights under the Virginia Constitution and state law should proceed. As a teacher, he was, he was passionate about the subject he taught, well-liked by his students, did his best to accommodate their needs and requests, but he couldn't in good conscience also speak messages that he doesn't believe to be true, and no school board or government official can punish someone for that reason. So that would, be, that would have to do with the pronouns, although, as you said, wasn't even using pronouns. He was using the, whatever the Spanish, I'm sorry, whatever the French name was that he was using in the course. Oh, oh Rick, thank you for bringing that up. I want to uh, emphasize to people that freedom of speech includes the freedom not to speak. And in fact, the protections against compulsory speech are even stronger than the protections uh, that try to cancel speech. Um, and so, for example, a student cannot be forced to recite the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag. Um, the court has decided that. People have the right not to speak. And what the Virginia school system was doing was forcing this man to use a masculine uh, pronoun, and it, it conflicted with his religious beliefs. Um, and so uh, I think the same result would have occurred under the United States Constitution, although the Virginia Constitution's protections are more robust. And by the way, um, it took Virginia about three years to ratify the First Amendment because Virginians thought that the First Amendment was too weak, that it, it was just one sentence. And uh, the, the protections for speech and liberty in the Virginia Constitution are about 200 words. Um, but eventually they did ratify it. And the First Amendment is one sentence, but it protects five rights. And outside of the Bible, I think it's the most brilliant sentence in the English language. Well done. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate that. All right. Jack Schreppler, a longtime attorney, student, and teacher of uh, the Supreme Court and the Constitution. Well done again on the Hummers Parade. Looking forward to see what happens uh, next year. And uh, if your successor agrees, please uh, love to have uh, the exclusive first conversation with both of you on the program. Yes, I'm asking for that out loud. Uh, I'll just tell you her first name is Diane, and I will uh, invite her um, to uh, be on the program uh, with you and me and her together. And promote the heck out of this uh, silliness. That's always so much fun on the first of the year. Jack, thanks for your time, my friend. Thank you, Rick. Uh, Bye-bye.